1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Monday Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL show. A reminder that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code NFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code NFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, I hope your bracket made it because the final four is set. Divisional weekend in the NFL is officially in the books. And holy crap, what a weekend it was. We have a lot to talk about both today on Monday, Football Monday, and all week long here on the SB Nation NFL show. This show is very special as we stream it live on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, Facebook, YouTube, etc., etc. You can also obviously listen to it as a podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating, write a review. Um, and, uh, you know, we got... We got three more games left in this whole thing, uh, but we have four that we're going to talk about in great detail here today. I say we because I am me, R.J. Ochoa, from SB Nation's blog and the boys, but I am joined, as always, every single Monday by the extremely, extremely handsome, perfectly sculpted, Full of life, full of pizzazz, and I believe lives inside of a pizza hut in the year 1997 from SB Nation's Arrowhead Pride, our home for Kansas City Chiefs content. That's the Kansas City Chiefs that have gone to 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 back-to-back-to-back-to-back AFC Championship games at the aforementioned Arrowhead Stadium. It is Pete Sweeney. Pete, thank you so much for being here. You look lovely. I'm so happy to be able to talk to you about anything. Let alone football.
2: Yeah, this is great. Um, what a what a night last night, Sunday night football. Uh, oh, a, what a night! It was kind of like Sunday night football. It wasn't a, It wasn't the exact surround, right? Because it was a little bit of a different time.
1: Well, and I know you were there, obviously. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, working, working the midnight oil, but it's yeah. super weird uh, how this happens, like this time of year, how the bro- different broadcasts had different games. So it, it did kind of feel like feel like Sunday night, as far as the time, and it's on CBS. You know, so like yeah. it's really awkward. You have this game going that's like got the feel, but like Romo and Nance and Tracy Wolfson are there. It just didn't 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 jive with me in that sense. The,
2: the times changing in the playoffs do do feel a little bit weird because it's just so different than every other week of the the NFL season. But made it through. Uh, I I tweeted this out. Um, on
1: twitter at pg, at on PG twitter swing at hit us up we want to know what you think
2: i've been doing this for for eight seasons now i've been lucky enough to be covering this chief's run first with alex and then now with patrick that was the uh that was the best game i've ever seen in person i, I it just was so good i know there are some people on Twitter that fired back at me. Well, you don't know good football then. Yeah, I understand. The defense was not really a thing, but who cares? I, we love scoring. We love to see quarterback play. And that was two of the finest quarterbacks in the league going blow for blow in a heavyweight fight. And and just an incredible ending to what was an, an, a nut weekend of football, like nuts. Uh, each game coming down to the final play, you didn't know who was going to win. Um, man, that. That's what the NFL wants right there. What they got. It,
1: it is so often said that the divisional round of the NFL playoffs is the best weekend in the NFL. This lived up to the hype. In fact, I don't mind saying that uh BLG uh I, well if they do the odd cast. I know Michael Kist is watching. Uh, so hey, boss man, do they still do that, Pete? Do you know? Do we need to ask Who? if uh, the, Did, the odd cast? I mean what
2: can, I don't see you always you're always saying this I word I think they
1: spell it odd, by the way, like A W D. I don't know if happening. You know what I mean? Before? Um but either uh, way, B- well, the BLG podcast hit me the up. Better, yeah, he hit me up. He said, "What What do you make of all this chatter about how you know divisional round is is the best week in, in sports?" Yeah. And I said, and, and we see Niners Nation, our home for a San Francisco 49ers content. Very prosperous weekend for them, saying greatest playoff weekend ever. I you know, when he asked me, I said, Yeah. I said the only weekend that I would personally put above it is the weekend at the Masters. You know, and, you know, i love golf, right? Not You're a big does, golf but, guy,
2: yeah. Right. So I mean rest in peace, you know, the green jacket of the week when one of one of the many awards set <laughs>
1: seriously. Um, have risen but, in fall uh, and fallen Monday football but this, Monday. This did live up to the that is the best weekend of the year you mentioned it pete obviously every game going down to the last play three road winners only mm-hmm. one home team won and we're gonna start talking about them we're gonna we're gonna put this thing down flip it and reverse it shout out to missy elliott of course we're gonna start with not sunday night football uh as michael Kiss is here i know he will appreciate this we are going to start with the quarterback who refused to lose patrick <laughs> mahomes and the kansas city chiefs victorious over the buffalo bills Just an absolute shame that somebody had to lose this game. It was incredible, as you mentioned. Uh, Mahomes, 33 of 44, 378 yards and three touchdowns, including the game winner. Josh Allen, 27 of 37, 329 yards and four touchdowns himself, did chip in 68 yards on the ground, one yard shy of the all-necessary nice. This game, Pete, um, you know, the Chiefs, I mean, I I I don't know every time. Every time there, there was there were so many times I thought that's it, they're dead. Like not not even this team, <laughs> Buffalo or Kansas City, can pull it off um, yeah. down here at the very end. I think I mean, I just I don't know. You were there. I mean, uh, give set the scene for us. This this was crazy. This was unbelievable. This was maybe the team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, it kind of had that feel.
2: Yeah, it, to me of of the weekend. I don't know. As this game was going on, you really started to get the feeling that whoever wins this game is going to be in the driver's seat. And you're already seeing it. The chiefs ended up winning and already seven point favorites of the Cincinnati Bengals. I tend to think it'll be closer than that. Potentially the Bengals are, are a good up and coming team, but I, I think that tells you what are you they need a good to know. Come is... Up and coming too. Yeah, right. They're, they're on mm-hmm. the come up and and we'll see how that goes for the, uh, them later in the show. But what, what I, I'll say about, uh, about Buffalo is this was a, a, rip your heart out type of game because the Buffalo Bills lost the AFC title to the chiefs last year. And and we're very public and forthcoming about the idea of a, they need to be a better team and B they're really designing their team to beat a team like the Kansas city chiefs with the firepower and the front seven and kind of watching what the Buccaneers were able to do, uh, getting Patrick Mahomes off his game in the super bowl and sort of repeating that with their draft picks and, uh, again, with with making sure that they can score with anybody. And they did. And, and, and they did all night. And um, I think what, what this game ended up coming down to uh, was who was going to have the ball last. And just a critical mistake um, by um, McDermott and the Bills staff. And just not squib kicking with 13 seconds left. This was a three-point lead. You don't want it to go to overtime because... Unfortunately, with the way the rules are set up, you're you're leaving it to luck, which we which we know we've complained about the overtime rules on this podcast before and they should be changed and they should be changed really in the regular season. But but definitely for the playoffs, there needs to be a shift in in the sense of both teams should have at least one possession, if not more, really, you know, it almost should be even to to feel like you you have a legitimate winner. But you know that everyone knows the rules and you get yeah. you have a, you have a lead with 13 seconds left and you don't swib it. You you let the the Chiefs get a touchback there. They have timeouts. They have Travis Kelsey. They have Tyree kill and Mr. Cool, common collected the Grim Reaper, as you joked, uh, w- refused to lose that. This was the quote uh, around after the game. What was the conversation between? Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and and Randy was asked, well, what do you do when things are grim? And Andy Reid said, well, uh, I told him, you know, when things are grim, go and be the, the grim reaper, which is, I mean, it is catching on like wildfire right now. This guy just buries team's dreams and he did it once again. I think there was a feeling, and and this is where the overtime rules are knowing because, you know, this happened to the chiefs the other way, four years ago, there was a feeling that whoever got the ball was going to win the game or, you know what I mean? So at, at that point, you know, you got to do something maybe f- about fixing these uh, these rules. But just a thriller. And there were times where, you know, Josh Allen had a minute left and he had to score a touchdown. And he somehow goes and does it. The 13 seconds and getting into field goal range. By the way, I mean, it was a 49-yard field goal with Harrison Butker, the kicker for the Chiefs, who hadn't been great all night. And so well, like, he has
1: had is that a shaky season, too. Like, you know, has, missed, hasn't missed it hasn't exactly extra been money this season. Yeah, Here
2: and there. Uh, it's weird. He's, he's in one of these kicker funks where he's making – uh field goals can cons- more consistently that are further from the extra point and then mm-hmm. like missing some extra points so hit- kickers are always heady but this is a guy who had missed two kicks on the night and needs this with the season on the line and and is able to go and drill it and give the chiefs an opportunity in overtime and this also i thought had the feel of two guys that are going to be doing this for a long time i mean i i don't think this is the last patrick mahomes josh allen playoff matchup by any means if if you're a bills fan and, and and i know it's a freaking tough morning but if you're trying to really hang your hat on something i don't think the buffalo bills are are, are really going anywhere that these two quarterbacks are the class of the nfl and i i have to say this i i i didn't expect that this was the road that we would take to get here but the kansas city chiefs ah, here we are once He's again back. in a position to do what they said that they were gonna do four AFC title games at, at our head stadium in a row. Never has happened before. And I I remember when we were previewing this season, I was telling you about the Chiefs, RJ, and I said it's gonna be boring. It's gonna be boring to watch this team do it. Okay. And here they are, one away from the another team that is in the Super Bowl for the the third straight year.
1: All right. So I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> um first, first of all, um, it is in- incredible. Like there is um, there's something to kind of the trolley type of tweets. Uh we'll get obviously to what happened throughout the rest of the games. But for example, I tweeted on Saturday night, Aaron Rodgers has never made it to a Super Bowl without Mike McCarthy, right? Like this this idea of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh whenever like like Joe Burroughs never lost a playoff game ever, right? Like he's played two of them, like obviously it's impressive. But you know, mm-hmm. so so, like maybe after the first season, maybe after the second, you could say, well, Patrick Mahomes has never finished a season shy of hosting the AFC Championship. But that's true four years in. That's stupid. Just it's not, it's yeah, not real. It doesn't, real. Make, it doesn't make, sense. make sense. Um, it's insane. Um, you mentioned not squibbing it. That was something that Tony Romo did say on the broadcast. He said, You want this kickoff ideally to land just shy of the end. So even if you don't want to squib it, like maybe you think that's too risky, but you do have to make sure and ensure rather that some time is going to be consumed off of the clock on that play. Uh, you left, you know, 13 seconds. Was too, that, that was what was crazy was there was too much time three different times. You know, yeah. Buffalo puts together this massive drive that felt like, okay, they're, they're doing everything they can to just bleed the clock, bleed the clock, had incredible fourth down conversions. I mean, Gabriel Davis has four touchdowns, obviously a playoff record, super sick stuff. And so they go up and you're thinking, all right, you know, minute 54, that's way too much time. Sure enough, I mean, at that point, we had no idea what we were in for. Patrick Mahomes takes in five plays. They go down, they score. All right, great, awesome. Buffalo, can you do it? You have a minute and two seconds left. Josh Allen, heroically, I mean, marches down and did did give us this moment where it felt like, OK, we have finally gotten the adversary. Like you said, I mean, we, you yeah, know I think yeah. people are so quick to say, like, we're going to be watching this for 10 to 15 years. I remember people saying that about Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. And obviously, you know, look how that <laughs> t- has turned out. But but this yeah. truly felt like, OK, this is the closest thing to to Peyton and Brady that we have gotten. I mean, and and nothing will ever be that. But this this that moment felt like, and again, you know, I know you were there, but like they flashed, they showed Josh Allen's family. Cause I mean, like how it was it was fair. It was fair to think they've done it with 13 seconds left. The
2: game they, was over. I thought the season was over. And I was like in my head, I'm like, well, and then we know we're not we're not going to LA. I don't have to come out here next weekend. <laughs> what a you know, what a run it's been. It was the game was over. The game I, was over.
1: I think a plate is going to be lost like and just swept under the rug of history, which is so unfair. Uh, and a lot of the plays the Bills made will be because, you know, yeah. win- winners write history. But the, the Stefan Diggs two-point conversion, that play was insane. I mean, without that, I mean, the Chiefs, if, if everything unfolds, still win it, but they went off the Butker field goal instead. But that play was what set overtime up, which was what like set everything up. I mean, the, the scramble from Josh Allen, the catch from Stefan Diggs. And I loved that, like at the moment, it felt like Stefan Diggs got his, you know, twist the knife after watching the, the celebration last year. I mean, it, it, the narrative was there. And so for Kansas City to go down with 13 seconds, which by the way, they led a game tying drive. Granted, it was only a field goal that was necessary with less time than the Cowboys were able to get anything off the ground with 14 seconds last week against San Francisco. I'm not bitter about that by any means. I mean this was this was remarkable. I mean you you mentioned it's it's the best game you've ever seen. I, I don't have a problem putting it in in the category of greatest playoff games of all time. And it, it wasn't even like sometimes we say that about games that evolve as as it goes on. It was it was hectic and intense and chaotic all throughout.
2: Right. And and I mean I I just keep Thinking about what Patrick Mahomes means to the league, and I, 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 just think there, there's been so much flack this year, and so much of everybody else trying to say this quarterback is better. This quarterback is that man. The throws that he was making last night, and Josh Allen was great, but the throws Patrick Mahomes was making last night, no one can do. No one can do. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not um, Justin Herbert. Lamar Jackson can't make these plays. These sidearm, curve it around defenders, uh, about to be tackled, dropping it right over. Uh, Byron Pringle's shoulder and and I just think we're watching the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and we'll see at the end uh, he has a lot of Super Bowls to win because he has one and Tom Brady has seven uh, one, he has one
1: on him like that's like if you no, if you and want, one on him he, and one on him. like if he and you're judged wants, by Super Bowl wins right and if he wants to surpass you know Brady or whatever I mean what, he, what he, he's gonna have to do something remarkable right? I think
2: Patrick Mahomes is is just I think we're quick to throw Michael Jordan around, but I think he's one win away here against Joe Burrow from getting on that Jordan track where you have these outstanding quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, and they're just not going to have as many titles because they're playing against Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's the unfortunate reality. I'm I'm, I'm trying to be objective as I can. No, 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 but
1: like, there's there's Carl Malone's and John Stockton's all all over the world, right? And that's where I think we're at. And especially one win away.
2: I mean, because if Joe Burrow goes and beats the Chiefs, what are we even talking about? I, but I would agree more Mahomes with you. Was third straight Super Bowl.
1: I would agree more with you if Joe Burrow and, and even Josh Allen weren't so young. And even, you know, I know he's not in the playoffs, but sure. Justin Herbert. Like, I'm, um, like I
2: said, it's we're not talking about Michael Jordan, but I think you start to enter the Michael Jordan, Tom Brady track. Now, um, can you stay on the track? That's I will say
1: watch. last thing for me on this game, Pete, uh, we, we did kind of like swipe by it. But the overtime thing and you mentioned like those are the rules. I, I mean, like, believe me, I, I get upset anytime like something like this unfolds. Um, I felt the same way three years ago, you know, thinking how, you know, the Chiefs don't get to touch the ball like this sucks and it sucks. Like I, I will admit objectively Chiefs that tried to change the rule. Well, I'm, I, and that's what I think is dumb. And I, what I don't want is for the NFL to overreact the way they did to the Saints pass interference situation. Like I, I don't, I mean, again, I feel for the bills. I was rooting for the bills. I've, I've lost now to um I'm down one ultimately net uh carnitas burrito to you at Chipotle as a result <laughs> of this game. So like I am sad that the Bills lost, but yeah. th- this you know like Buffalo, you know they had a chance like like I I would be upset if any Bills fan is like we lost because of the overtime rules, which I felt like a lot of Chiefs fans said 3 years ago. Like you yeah. you, you know like it's it is what it is. You know what you know the circumstances. Like everybody knows the circumstances. Everybody knows the rules. Like well, that's why love... it's
2: so important with 13 seconds. Go win the game. I mean, there are 13 seconds on the clock. You gotta make three plays. Uh, you know, like I they they had well, an opportunity. They had to was, win. It was over.
1: It wasn't even that. I mean, and I realize it's overtime and you're gas and you're exhausted, but you're supposed to be the best defense in the NFL. You right. know what I mean? That's like me like you know, 42 I, points. Well, no, I, mean, I don't just mean that, but that's true, too. But, I mean, at the very – okay, you lose the coin toss, but you're the best defense in the NFL. Go stop him, Hold them to a field goal. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't right. – they just – they completely and, and, and totally collapsed. And, and you know, that sucks. Um, And I feel badly for the Bills. I feel badly for Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. It's going to be another long offseason. But, I mean – and, you know, like, th- this rivalry has reached a point now where Buffalo could could wipe Kansas City again in the regular season and circle the wagons. It'll be like, so what? I mean, you know, this, this well, especially a- if the
2: Chiefs win the Super Bowl, right? Well, I mean, even, it, if, you know, even
1: if they don't like even, even if they don't, like even if they lose to the Bengals, you know, it, it's a matter of you cannot beat this team in the playoffs like this is now turning into that. And yep. your season has ended at their hands twice in a row. And, and that's a really unfortunate thing. Like, this is the – I mean, you, you did it. You vanquished the Patriots. They're no, Like, the Patriots are an afterthought to the Bills at this point. Now you got to get there with the Chiefs. And so um, that's what they have to focus on. But uh, a fantastic performance. Otherwise, the theme, I thought, Pete, of the week, really, of the weekend, um, the, the actual weekend, not the artist that was the halftime performer at the Super Bowl last year, um, but <laughs> was that superstars showed up. Um, And and that's what it comes down to in games like this. Like, you know, this game, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, obviously Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking, you know, not necessarily your quarterbacks, but obviously your quarterbacks. And that was the case for the Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Cup. Hello. Goodness gracious. Nine catches, a buck 83, a touchdown, had the huge catch to set up the game winning field goal. The fact that the, the Rams almost blew a 27 to three lead. Uh, right. and, and that it's not even really like a thought at this point just kind of speaks to the chaos that ensued throughout divisional weekend. But the Rams between the victorious themselves, 30 to 27 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the NFC championship game for the first time since the aforementioned 2018 season. When uh, the crazy pass interference thing did happen against the New Orleans Saints, Matthew Stafford. Uh I think I don't really think contributed much to the collapse. It was really everybody else around him, Matthew Stafford. Mm. You know, I I mentioned winners get to write history. Right now it's wow, the, the Stafford trade looks great. Stafford trade looks awesome. Got 366 yards, two touchdowns. The Bucks had their chances. They had their chance. Life was breathed into their game, into their season. And it wasn't enough. They couldn't do enough. I mean, you talk about we we, we talked about the Bills collapsing at the very end. How do the Bucks, after they finally tie this thing at the very end, manage to just fall all over themselves on the final drive? It doesn't make sense. They just allowed the the Rams, you know, with 42 seconds left to go beat them after everything they went through. But but here we are again. And Bruce Arians came out and said that there was some miscommunication. You know that they some guys blitzed against the Rams. Like how's that happen? Nobody will will you criticize Bruce Arians because he's cool and he curses. But this was kind of a, a huge you know choke job from the Bucks.
2: Yeah, uh, I I. I think this was a a Cooper Cup showcase game, similar to how maybe Bill's Chiefs was showcasing Gabriel Davis. Al Michaels
1: was all, I don't know if you could hear this if you were on your way, but Al Michaels said like 16 times, Cooper Cup needs to be the top five MVP voting, or it's a crime. So
2: Well, (laughs) I don't know if I'd go that far because he is a wide receiver. But what I'd say is, I I don't know how he still feels like he goes under the radar when it comes to national attention. I mean, he is just an absolute force. You know, you talk about how big fantasy football is with the NFL now. He should be in the first round and and probably the first receiver off the board. I mean, he's that he, good. He won
1: me my league. Let's talk about it. I mean, let's talk about <laughs> do, my
2: league. I
0: mean, to do it
2: to do it with Goff first. And then, you know, you finally get a quarterback and it kind of unlocked Cup. And Cup is the real reason. I I think if you're naming the number one reason they were able to win what is a marquee game for this franchise, beating Tom Brady, it is it's it's Matt Stafford and, and Cooper Cup. And this was a Rams team that wanted to give this game away. They wanted to give mm-hmm. this game away, and uh, they fumbled the ball four times. They they all they had to do was was hold on to the football and like you can make a case even they they had such a lead. Or if they just kneeled and ran out the full duration, maybe they would have had a better opportunity than what they were they were doing and, and putting out there. I thought Tom Brady had a lot of opportunities. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't super. I wasn't super locked into this game until the end because I was en route to Arrowhead listening on the radio. But I just felt Tom Brady had the ball so many times. He had, he had so many opportunities to go and do what we've seen him do forever. And it wasn't it wasn't able to get done. And we had mentioned it before. So there's this turnover differential. You know, you, you talk about four turnovers uh, on fumbles and, and you wonder, OK, well, what's the score of that game? If you're just guessing, you're like, well, the Bucs won, right? And no. And it was at the end of the game. I, I can't describe how hard it is to do to just have given up. What was it? You know, you gave up 24 points and all the momentum away is in the favor of the other team who has Tom Brady on the sideline for Matt Stafford to have the ice in his veins to hit cup and to go down. And you saw as time was, it was it was a frantic like let's spike this ball. The the best part of this game for me was Matt Stafford. And after he spikes the ball, he just pumps his fist through the air because it was such an easy field goal. That he knew that the the Rams were going to win, and this this you know Brady's had a lot of these right, so you don't feel bad for Tom Brady. Matt Stafford has been waiting his whole damn career for that moment, and you could just sense it. And that that to me was one of the best moments of the weekend: the spike, the do fist it. pump, do it. And now you're favored to go to the Super Bowl and in your and- building. In your building, second year in a row. It looks, looks like the home team always, crazy, always gets to play. That's crazy, by the
1: way, that, that we went 53 Super Bowls where the home team couldn't host, <laughs> and that we might get two in a row I think we happens.
2: will. I like the Rams. Um, I think they're a better team than San Francisco. San Francisco right now, to me, has like a Cinderella feel, so it's just mm. a matter of when. Who are the Rams,
1: when? then? Which Disney princess are they?
2: Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're the Beast. Yeah,
1: oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway,
2: um, we'll see if uh, the clock strikes right it's midnight uh, against L.A. But what an opportunity here for for McVay and the Rams and and Matt Stafford is just such a, a field goal uh, feel feel good story.
1: You mentioned um, all the chances that the Bucks had. Um, they had five possessions in the fourth quarter. The Rams had six. Like, I mean, we saw some again, chaos, you know, in in, in pivotal moments uh, You know, throughout the weekend, really. But right. th- the first three possessions, the possessions that the Bucks had in the fourth quarter, they, this is how they end. Fumble and then turnover on downs on a drive that started on the LA 45. And then turnover on downs, and that that by the way came off of a fumble um, that that they ultimately received, and then and then the Rams miss a field goal. <laughs> like you know, you're talking about all the crazy things that are happening, and so the 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 Bucks get the ball rather at their own 37 yard line, turnover on downs. These are the Rams possessions. Um, we'll we'll go the, the second half. Punt touchdown. Okay, cool. Fumble punt fumble missed field goal punt fumble, and they won on the field goal. And you mentioned Matthew Stafford to the ice in his veins, etc. I thought for sure that they were cooked. Um, on, on the first play of the final possession, Matthew Stafford runs a quarterback draw, um, and it was almost as bad as the Cowboys' quarterback draw the week before against San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know um, if
2: anything's as bad as that,
1: aren't you? Well, and so so he's tackled. He's actually sacked technically, um, and the Rams spin their final timeout. So you're thinking like, man, there are 35 seconds left you're on your own 24 yard line. Like this is definitely going to overtime. You were definitely losing the poor Falcons man catching strays, like with all the 20 to three stuff coming up all day long. And then that's when the Cooper cup play happens. And like, now that the Bengals
2: are good, I almost feel the worst, worst for the Falcons fans. I feel like that right now, it it feels like the worst possible fan to be. I mean, giants and jets are obvious, but like, as far as just torture they fit bases. It's the Falcons,
1: but but a lot of Falcons fans, there's likely some crossover with being Braves fans and being Georgia fans. Like they're, they're doing all right like all things considered, you know what I mean that's they're true. they're batting above yeah. five hundred um, but um if they're batting above five hundred goodness gracious, but that, I mean all I just game I mean, were they, yeah. I mean, yeah, seriously um but I mean man, it was just it was nuts I, actually the cup the, uh, the completion didn't happen um I, I mean the, both completions I mean like it was just i I really was stunned by how easily and that's what I meant about superstars things like that are not things that happen those are decisions it's just okay we have cooper cup we have matthew stafford i was talking to my dad about the games um on sunday night and in you know we were just kind of venting about the cowboys and it's just mm. it's it's remarkable how you know the guys we have mentioned the non-quarterbacks tyreek L, travis kelsey cooper cup these are superstars yeah. these are big names these are dudes who everybody knows these are dudes who are game planned against how like how are they Wide open, like like Travis Kelsey on the <laughs> on the last play that sets up the field goal. Like how how do yeah. they get so unbelievably wide open, like play in and play out, and that doesn't happen for their teams? You know well, it's,
2: it's, th- that play for for Kelsey was just ad libbed. He's he basically no, told know. Mahomes but, that he was just going to go to the open spot and and find still, him. and like, These two but, have a mind meld. I mean, it is a how,
1: how is Cooper Cup? How does he beat the whole defense? Like how do you, how do you let Cooper Manning, Cup beat the whole defense type
2: thing? Um yeah, no, I I'm with you. You got you gotta uh, like I I'm thinking about this as I'm thinking, you know, for the Chiefs and they're going to be facing Chase next week, and it's like you can't you you always have to have attention to to the the impact player on the other side, and I completely and agree. You do complete they should jab. not
1: they should not yeah. have success? You know, it's yeah. just yeah yeah. Um, wow, the Rams will host. Uh, they won up to the Bucks in that they will host the NFC Championship game and potentially the super bowl. So that would be a first The AFC team is,
2: is home in the super bowl, uh, as it turns out. So, uh, yeah,
1: it's not going to be kind of awkward, uh, for the Rams. Get, if they do get, get it. out of your
2: own locker room, uh,
1: seriously, like that's, you know, and they won't even get to wear the uniform. <laughs> no, I they think, want.
2: I think they'll let them stay in their locker room. Won't they? Why? If,
1: if you, if you were the coach of the AFC team, whether it's the chiefs or the Bengals, because it could be either one at this point, Pete, um, what would you? Would you let them? No, hell no. I'd make them. No, I think the I would.
2: I mean, Andy Reid is really smart about that. Like he doesn't. He doesn't want to give extra motivation for any reason. Mm. See if the same thing is for Zach Taylor if, if Interesting
1: a- debate. What would you do if you were the coach of the AFC Champions? Let us know on Twitter at PG Tweet <laughs> at <R. Joe> choa. <laughs> That's the would question you- of the week.
2: Should we make a question of the week from now on?
1: I love that idea. So our question of the week, it, this is assuming the Rams get in. Because obviously, if the 49ers do, then you know the point is moved. But assuming the Rams get in, if you were the coach of the AFC Champions, whoever that winds up being, would you let the Rams have their home locker room? Um, or would you make them dress in the visitors' room?
2: I would let the Rams have their home locker room. I don't think you want the extra motivation, but I, I can understand why you wouldn't.
1: And for anyone wondering, by the way, like, well, how would the, why would the Rams even pick this year? You know, to potentially you know have this happen if they wouldn't even be the home team. Remember that the Rams or not the Rams, right? The SoFi Stadium was actually supposed to host the Super Bowl last year, but it got delayed due to construction and whatnot. So that was an NFC home year. To your point, Pete. Uh, So Tampa really had a a bit of fortuitous luck that they were the home team when they got to host and and ultimately wound up winning.
0: Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting edge frontier of the industry.
3: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: We mentioned the San Francisco 49ers. Let's go ahead and get to the Rams opponent. Like I said, we're going in reverse order. Um, This was maybe the least... Sexy game of the weekend. Um, it was still thrilling and it, it was visually, aesthetically so pleasing with the snow and everything. I think that Niners Roads against Packers holmes is an underrated uniform matchup, fantastic helmet matchup. Um, but the. Uh, the yeah, point-
2: I, I was watching this game and I thought of you because of the uniforms i was like this is actually like a a good looking game like you know what i mean i know that you love that stuff
1: it looks awesome and like again there's there's a difference between uniform matchups and helmet matchups because the the helmets on their own can look great and then the uniforms look terrible or vice versa but you know when when you've got the the game day set out there and they got the two helmets on on set you know what i mean on either end this looked sharp and man i just i came to a realization and I know Rob Statzger is watching, and I, I want you to hear the stats. The Niners have the best-looking gold helmet in the NFL. The Saints' gold helmet doesn't touch the, the Niners. Like, it just, like, popped and shined, and it was wonderful, like, <laughs> in the snow, and I loved it. Uh, but, uh, man, so, like I said, maybe the least sexy game of the weekend, but it invited the hardest trolling against Aaron Rodgers. The San Francisco 49ers winning 13 to 10, a perfect four and zero in the playoffs against Rodgers since passing on him with the number one overall pick in the 2005 NFL draft. Jimmy G kind of a pedestrian day. Aaron Rogers uh, threw for less yards against the Niners and Dak Prescott didn't even have a touchdown. Dak threw one and ran one in no big deal. Uh, but Debo Samuel was amazing, you know, in his own way. The Niners special teams were amazing, had their own touchdown. I mean, the Niners won this game without scoring an offensive touchdown. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, in the divisional round of the playoffs,
2: it can happen when it's that, like, the weather game at, at Lambeau and it's cold and, you know, the points are low. But, man, if you're a Green Bay fan and someone told you the, the Niners the points are thirteen like, point, the,
1: the base, I like my base down, though.
2: You, you, you sign up for that every time. You sign up for 13 points every, every freaking time. You have Aaron Rodgers and you have Devontae Adams. And yeah, I, I thought Aaron Rodgers played poorly on that last drive. It was third and long, and he had someone across the middle and is instead you know, firing the ball down the field. A bad decision from a guy who's been really arrogant and pompous and I think, in, in a sense, mm, lost, a lot of, lost a lot of support this year uh, and almost had folks rooting against him and rooting for the 49ers in this game. Um, Jimmy G had 131 yards. You lost that game. You lost that game. Right. And, and it's quite Super Bowl or bust for the Green Bay Packers. And to me, like the Niners are playing with house money now. They, I mean, um, they, of course, expect it to be in the postseason, but I'm not sure if they expect it to go on this type of run. And they might enter the, the game against the Rams as as the dogs. But they have a, a great chance of winning. They're playing just great football and complimentary football. And I, I think that's key at this time of year.
1: Um, you mentioned Jimmy's day and, and, and what you would sign up for. So the 49ers as a whole had 12 first downs. Green Bay had 14, by the way, for what it's worth. Um, they had more field goals than touchdowns. Um, they, like you know, like if, if you you're right, like if you set all this up and you said, Hey Packers, like this, this is what's gonna happen. Like you know, I'm a magic genie. Um, I'm Pete Sweeney, right. the genie. That, Pete you know, Sweeney the if genie. you need another, you know, another career path. I mean, there you go. Um, would you take this? Like, I can guarantee you. For they said a hundred out of a hundred times, and you meant like Aaron Rodgers choked, man. Like, and no, that, that's like a take that nobody wants to get on board with. They were the number one seed in the playoffs. I mentioned this with stats on the look ahead last week. Sure, you had all this success in the regular season. He's probably going to win MVP, et cetera, et cetera. This was never about the regular season. In fact, I would, I would put it to you, Pete, you and put but to anyone, this was the first game of significance for the Packers since losing in the playoffs last year. I mean, in the NFC Championship. Because we knew, we knew that they were a great team and they could do all this stuff, they could have all this fun, whatever. But this was never about, you know, winning the NFC North or even getting the one seat or whatever. This was about, what can you do? I mean, Aaron Rodgers moaned and groaned and whined and complained about having the ball taken out of his hands by Matt Lafleur in the NFC yep. Championship game last year. He made sure to talk about it on Jeopardy during the match the that he was thing. in. I yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean, like it was, it was woe is me. I'm the victim. Without that decision, I go and I lead us because I'm great. These are four. This was a tweet that was floating around on Sunday night uh, from Zach Cruz, who uh, who covers the Packers for Packers Wire. These are four huge three and outs from Rodgers and the Packers in the fourth quarter of their last two playoff losses. So the first two are against the Bucks last year, three and out down 28 to three, and then three and out down 28 to 23. So twice in a row, the Packers down by five points had a chance to go balls in in their hands, full control opportunity to take it, win it. And they failed two times in a row. But you know, it was, it was the play that the Matt LaFleur took away from Aaron Rodgers that lost that game. And then in this game, Three and out when they were up 10 to three against the, the Niners, and then three and out when they were tied 10 to 10 against the Niners. In those four series, Rodgers went two for eight for nine yards and took three sacks. I mean, it's th- he, he's the classic, you know, not as good as he thinks he is type of dude. And you mentioned it like he invited all this criticism for a lot of off the field reasons that obviously we don't have to get into but everyone is fully aware and man it just it felt like what i thought of um i know you you know you don't really watch movies pete you know pete, pete's, pete's never heard of any movie really to be honest with you what movie we talking about well it felt to me like you know in um in avengers endgame oh I mean, love, yeah yeah when when iron man snaps his finger and everybody oh. like shows up to fight thanos you know what i'm talking about
2: of course so yes
1: it felt like that like it felt like the the Packers losing was the snap of the finger and like every (laughs) person showed up to just take their shot but that's I I mean like we joke and we laugh that's what he invited Aaron Rodgers made this all about himself all about him for a lot of reasons and he, he couldn't live up to this was supposed to be the last dance whatever blah blah they failed they went one and done as the one seed I mean and All due credit to the 49ers, and I do not mean this in a disrespectful way, but they got the best draw that they could have possibly gotten. They got the worst quarterback that was left. They got an offense that didn't do anything. And he, Aaron Rodgers, king of offense, king of this, supposedly the greatest, you know, pure talent to ever play the position, failed and failed miserably. And I mean, now is going to tuck and run. He's
2: not a he's not a good playoff quarterback. I mean, this is 17 chances he's had now and he got one Super Bowl in and I think he wants to be regarded and he wants all this respect and he doesn't feel like he gets enough respect and and he makes that pretty abundantly clear. Why? Why? You lost 13 10 to the 49ers at home. And you had a bye week, man. And you have Devontae Adams, who's the best receiver in football on your Dude, team. And, other, and within that, not, not,
1: to, <laughs> not to cut you off, but I mean, like, what do we hear about him? Like, oh, man, Aaron Rodgers, he'll take a grudge and, and he'll hold on to it forever. He's, he's just like Jordan, like that yeah. man, like all we have heard for. 16 years has been how pissed off he is that the 49ers didn't draft him. He is 0 and 4 against them in the playoffs. I mentioned it like four times the, the Mahomes AFC Championships hosting at Arrowhead Stadium. That's not a small sample size. He's 0 yeah. and 4. He's lost to different coaches, different quarterbacks at home, on the road. They own him. Like he he can he can try to pretend all he wants that he's this master of of psychology that he can get himself hyped and amped for whatever because he has a grudge, they own him, and he can't say anything otherwise.
2: You know, I went on a a tangent about Patrick Mahomes and his success. We're one win away from Jimmy G going to two Super Bowls in the last three years. What do you do in that situation? Is it just over no matter what? Or what if he pulls off the impossible, and they go and beat the Rams, and they get to a Super Bowl? And then what if they get to the Super Bowl and somehow pull off that game? You can't move on, right?
1: I mean... At that would... point.
2: What to... what has to happen for you to say, we have to stick with Jimmy G?
1: It already happened. Or, or, oh, to stick with Jimmy G? Um, I mean... The only thing is, they win the Super Bowl, and I don't even know that that's enough. Like because of the, inv- <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, no. Would but this like, the
2: only Super Bowl champion in history where they're just like, you know what, we're we're not happy with this quarterback. We're going to go I mean, with the no, next one.
1: Like that that has existed, but you're right. It would be the first in a in a while uh, in that sense. First, I can
2: remember. I mean, Flacco, I guess. You, I mean, but that wasn't for a couple no, of years no, later. They are, they made a deal. Road. Yeah, they, they Flacco
1: it. that very yeah. next off season. I mean, I mean, Dilfer maybe the last like true example. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right, but, Dilfer. Um, but you know. I mean whatever but I mean and and it's it's crazy because like it's it's just crazy to think that they created this this hysteria the Niners like with you know Jimmy yeah. and Trey Lance and everything but I mean, whatever. Like, how can you criticize it? You know, they're, they're here. It worked out. And they they by far have the least talented quarterback, especially of the remaining four. But they they might have the best team. I mean, they, they are just so good. They are so efficient. They find ways. Like, you know, when you throw out football cliches. Like, you, let, you know, they're, they're, they'll grind it out. Like, they are the true anaconda. Like, they will slither around you and hold mm-hmm. on for dear life and wait for you to make a mistake. Kyle Shanahan has put himself through the ringer this season, but he has every reason to take some victory laps right now.
2: I love division games where there's this much on. Totally agreed.
1: Totally agreed. This is going
2: to be incredible. I'm I'm probably going to and we've we've seen the the Niners do it. We
1: we've seen them play now twice in a decade uh nfc championship Damn. games against division rivals they lost the last one against seattle but that's so cool to me when when that happens i mean well and there's an and,
2: extra there's extra juice here too because of of george kittle and, and his post game comments from week 18 uh you know a few weeks ago where the niners come back and and they're able to win this game and and apparently rams players were calling it like a, a body bag type of game and I, there's so much juice going into this this game i mean these two games next weekend are going to be legit, but this one is feels more special than Chiefs Bengals just because like Chiefs Bengals, maybe that'll eventually become a rivalry and these two teams freaking hate each other. And I you love that so much on the
1: line. Now, I love when division rivals meet in conference championships just as a whole. But I also you mentioned the extra juice. I love because it's it's in the back of every Rams fans minds that. If they just win that game, and they they were up seventeen points, you know, if they just win that game, the Niners aren't even in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I like, I, crazy I, to think I, about. I, lo- I love that. I love that San Francisco like took life out of the Rams to get in here for this moment. Um. So I mean, and, I th- and there was. I the, think we
2: need to say one more point though, too. About and and this is why the Niners feel dangerous. I I just think it's their offense is obviously very interesting, right? Because you have you never know how they're going to hit you. Debo Samuel's a freak, but it's another the-
1: superstar who showed up.
2: It's the defense, play, right? I mean, the total net yards for the Packers in this game were 263. You won because of what was a, a special teams effort. And it's, it's that third phase. It's the defense. They, it feels like they could curb anyone in a big spot where, you know, if the other team has the ball and maybe they have 13 seconds left. It feels like you're playing the 49ers. There's no shot. You're, you're going to pull off something, some kind of miracle. So we'll see awesome. what happens in this. Any, anyone's game here.
1: He also, I, some, there's so much of this like apple to take a bite out of like it was the Niners who were also in on the Matthew Stafford trade in the offseason. You know what I mean? Right. Like there, there is so much juice to this. Like, um, man, I'm so pumped. Last thing before we leave this game, you mentioned that Aaron Rodgers chokes in the playoffs. I did want to <laughs> tell you his um, I mean, I couldn't resist, you know, his his playoff career. Uh, Very quickly here. So first year in the playoffs, 2009, they lose to the Arizona Cardinals. That game was crazy. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, It was a crazy wild card game. Uh, But so they lose to Kurt Warner. Next year, they go in the Super Bowl. All credit in the world. Aaron was fantastic, was magnificent, etc. But starting in 2011. It feels like an
2: outlier, though, now, doesn't it?
1: It is. I mean, so 2011. So this was a dec- over a decade ago, actually. Well, it's a decade, whatever. Or so, factor. As the number one seed, they lose to Eli Manning's New York Giants. Gross. Ugh. So then the next year, in 2012, they beat Christian Ponders, Minnesota Vikings. That was the Adrian Peterson 2000 year. Cool. And then they lose to the 49ers on the road because they suck and they are owned and he is owned by the 49ers the next year in 2013 as the two seed, So their first game, because back then obviously two seats had the buy, they lose to the San Francisco 49ers one and done again, twice in three years now where they're one and done 2014. We come back now. Okay. You beat the Dallas Cowboys in the division around Des caught it, whatever, kind of a fluky win. And then they have this utter collapse against the Seattle Seahawks in the NFC championship game. That's another loss. The next year, 2015, their first win was at Washington when Kirk Cousins, Washington team won the NFC East. Shout out to them. And then they lost at Arizona. Another game with a crazy coin flip. Uh, mm-hmm. that crazy back and forth where Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald wanted at the very end. So another short exit 2016, they beat the Cowboys in the, uh, excuse me, for, uh, they beat the giants. So cool. You beat the Eli Manning giants and then the Cowboys you know, on a crazy end again at the very end. And then they got smashed by the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC championship game 2020 last year, they come out or 2019, excuse me. They beat the Seahawks. Okay, cool. They, you know, don't really count either. And then they lose the NFC Championship game to the San Francisco 49ers. Another year where they lose as the one seed. Last right. year, 2020, where they're the one seed. They beat the Rams with Jared Goff, not with Matthew Stafford. And then they lose at home to the Bucks. And then this year, they lose to the Niners three times in the last decade. They have lost at some point as the number one seed in the NFC. He is <laughs> not a playoff quarterback.
2: No, uh, not good with a lot on the line. Not mm. good.
1: Mm. Drag him, Pete. Drag him. Anyway, let's uh let's get to the last one. We've talked about them a little bit. Let's give them their shine. The Cincinnati Bengals did it. Derek Henry came back. Didn't matter. Nashville felt disrespected. Didn't matter. I don't know if you yeah. saw this, Pete Sweeney. I picked the Titans. I also picked uh the, the Packers. I also picked the Bucks and I also picked the Bills. So a perfect 0 for 4 for me on the weekend. But nice. the Bengals outlasting the Titans, 19-16. Evan McPherson, uh, really just magnificent, uh, you know, as a rookie, uh, including the game-winning field goal, obviously, had a money quote that you can tell us all about, Pete. I'm sure they they won. They dominated. I feel like the Titans just shrunk in the moment. They, I feel like the Titans' get, whole game plan was like, Derek Henry's just going to come back and, and win this thing for us. And that didn't happen. They, that never got off the ground. 20 carry, 62 yards. Did have the touchdown that had the moment, like, he's back, whatever, blah, blah, but not enough. And... I mean, Ryan Tannehill has, has been maybe kind of like an evolved version of Jimmy Garoppolo himself, but it's yeah. just it's not enough for this offense to contend, and that's because the Bengals didn't even have an elite offensive showing in this game. I mean, Jamar Chase did have 100 yards. Again, another superstar who showed up, but th- this is a really, really embarrassing loss for the Bengals. They are now 0-3 as the one seed in their history, and the Bengals, Pete Tweeney, who are going to the AFC Championship, won a road playoff game for the first time in franchise history.
2: Yeah, this was crazy because there were a number of interceptions that were just freaking nuts in this game. Swings, and and it was kind of grinded out football, even though both teams were, were over 300 yards. I think the key was the Titans going one for eight on third down. If you go one for eight on third down, you're not going to win. I think the fact that they were able to get to Joe Burrow so many times in this game, nine, times. nine, nine sacks, a ton of quarterback hits, and still the Bengals stained and and kudos to Burrow, because if you're getting beat up like that and, and it is just relentless like it was with Tennessee, I mean, you could get frustrated with your offensive line. You know, it could start, you know, you can start going at each other a little bit. He stayed cool, calm and collected. I think he is one of these guys that's like the ultimate leader in the sense is like, well, let's just keep getting up and keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. And you mentioned McPherson, as you said, the the quote was, it looks like we're to." it looks like we were going to the AFC championship game. This was before he ended up kicking what was uh, the game winner for 52 yards. So (laughs) some real swagger to this Bengals team. And I think the city of Cincinnati and the Bengals team continues to, in my mind, deserve this come up of the week, but it's not even the come up of the week. It's like the come up of four decades, right? I mean, they haven't been able to, to do something like this since I believe it was 1988. So, Bengals fans have been waiting for this for a long time. It's your just, year,
1: Pete? No, you're eighty-seven. Right. No,
2: you're I was born in eighty-eight. Yeah, the okay. year of the dragon. Um, <laughs> but very disappointing for Ryan Tannehill and uh, a Titans team. And, and similar in the sense of the Green Bay Packers, you managed to to get to the um the, this this stage and somehow managed to keep the bye you bought yourself time to, to bring in Derrick Henry. I know, I know he didn't necessarily have the yardage, but I thought Derrick Henry looked pretty good uh, you know, for the most part. And I just, I just felt like they had a golden opportunity here. You win the game, you're hosting the team that wins in, in Chiefs and Bills. And again, just one of eight on, on third down and couldn't get, it, uh, couldn't get it done. The three interceptions, again, by the, by the Bengals were very impressive. And I, I was impressed with the Bengals defensively. And that's what really makes, I think, this upcoming game against the Chiefs interesting. Tyron Matthew left with a concussion, and the Chiefs' defense was in shambles. And I just thought the Bengals put together a complete game, and it and it could be dicey, you know, if the if the the Bengals find a way to to curb Kelsey and 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 Hill. And I I I thought going in that I I you know as someone who covers the Chiefs, I thought they'd be in better shape maybe playing the Bengals. But as I watched this game, I I said, no, this Bengals team has some spice to it. And uh, let's see what they do in this big game.
1: I just, I can't get over. And I want to give credit to the Bengals, but I can't get over one for eight on third down, especially when, And I fell into the trap of, like, the reverse trap, rather, Um, when we were previewing these games. I said, you know, man, nobody is respecting the Titans. Like, I kind of jumped into that with them. Like, man, because that was their thing, right? Like, man, nobody respects us. Like, we we earned the one seed. Like, not Mm -hmm. Kansas City, not Buffalo, not Cincinnati, not the Chargers, not the Ravens, whatever. We earned this, whatever. Okay, cool. Then how did you go one for eight on third down? Like, that's embarrassing. And I, I don't, like, the Titans are not like the biggest team so they, they they do get disrespected naturally but like they they really like tried to kind of you know build up this narrative all season long like remember when they traded for julio they were like watch out here we come you know it's yeah. like what like what did this i mean julio had a nice game but i mean like th- this was this was kind t- of it a, didn't
2: tip the scale like it was built at the no. time for sure. i
1: mean and they they really 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 wanted the credit of other afc powerhouses and they i i maintain that what they've done over the last few years is impressive but it's there, there's clearly a ceiling on it and, and we've seen it and and their their formula and and even if it's if it's working it's not you know guaranteeing victory but like their formula is Derek henry has to go super saiyan mode that's it like without that it really can't be done and i know that titans fans will say well it did get done over the course of the regular season yeah but you know, like they benefited so much from Kansas City faltering early and Buffalo having that falter in the middle of where they lost to New England and to Tampa and the Chargers obviously missing out and the Ravens you know enduring all the injuries that they did I mean if not for that like maybe Baltimore's the one seed in this whole thing and so I mean yeah just I mean th- this I- might be a- Aaron Rodgers individually is the biggest like choke job of the weekend but this might be the like m- biggest choke job from a team
2: so I I think it's a good reminder that the teams that are built around their quarterbacks are much better set up for success than being built around what is this running back. And I I know that Tannehill was still able to get it done. They didn't have Derrick Henry for eight weeks, and they still ended up the number one seed. But you even just look at the weekend and the winners. And I know we talked about San Fran. I think that game was so weird. Like, it just was one of these weird games that ended up going in in the 49ers' favor, and Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. choked again. So you take away that outlier. It's Burrow. It's it's Stafford and it's Mahomes. And, I you know, I, I think you, you probably feel like the Rams are are going to win because of that quarterback advantage. And that's why Mahomes and Burrow are going to be having games like this. I think just like Mahomes and Allen are. I, I, I think the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills are going to be matching up in the playoffs in different combinations for years. And, and, and it, I'm not ready because to of dismiss, the quarterback.
1: I'm not ready to dismiss the Ravens from that. I know no, that, no but like, They
2: had a, ter- a terrible year injury
1: wise. Right. so I, that's all I'm saying. I would put the Ravens, I think they like they've earned the 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 right to have them point in the, so like that's the like a lead four in the AFC. I'm not putting the chargers there. I love Justin Herbert, but man, they choked this year, like they choked in a way that none of these teams have choked uh, you, you know, can't the ha- you, Bengals.
2: you can't draw the Raiders and and they it, lose. win and get yeah. in and lose and then like lose in, in the fashion they did where they were just trying to be the smartest team in the room and just overthought themselves out of a playoff berth like no I, i'm with you i, I love be, justin it Herbert. it might
1: be andy reed by the way hey dude it's third down maybe let my homes have the ball not like <laughs> you know just just a thought I,
2: I love me some justin herbert but until he propels his team to the postseason we have nothing to talk about there's nothing no, to talk about there
1: dude th- this is i mean again like people have tried to like you know, enact this or, or like ensure this reality forever. They've been again like Prescott and Wentz, like, oh, this is it. we watch this for a decade, 15 years, whatever, blah, blah. But this, this Burrow, Mahomes, Allen trifecta, throw Lamar in there if you want. I'm cool with that. Um, this feels like the, the truest closeness to Peyton, Brady, Ben. You know, yeah, remember, yeah. remember that like crazy stat that was like every Super Bowl for like the whatever, like 13, 14 year run. And had Brady Ben or, uh, or Peyton and then Flacco yeah. was like the, the one outlier in that sense. I mean, this is what that feels like. And in that sense, I was thinking about this over the weekend. It is so cool that these are, these are like the three teams that are going to be like, you know, rolling through the AFC for a long time are the Bills, the Bengals and the Chiefs and whatever you know permutation, like you said, like right. these, are th- these are three teams that have been insignificant for forever. You know what I mean? No, like, true. Yeah. Like, like I know Kansas City had some cute years, but like you know, up until my homes, they were not like this, this alpha. And so, like, you know, it's kind of cool that the Colts and the Patriots and the Steelers and even the Ravens this year, obviously, have all had to take a backseat to these new up and coming, not just quarterbacks, but these franchises in general.
2: I think it's fun that these guys are in the same conference too. They're so young in the mid-20s and they'll have more games against each other. You know, if one of these were in the NFC, then maybe you get a few of them, you know, they're few and far between them and they're matching up, but um, you know, you'll get the natural AFC scheduling so you'll see some regular season matchups but certainly in the playoffs
1: um, alright Pete we've said it all we've done it all we have a final four set wow well done you know they bring in the the Jumbotron for that every year Do you know that the jumbotron at at the Final Four is like, it's Mm. the same one that's been at all of them? Do you know that?
2: No. What is it? They install it.
1: Yeah, it's like the I'm talking the thing that hangs in the middle, not like off to the sides or whatever. Like the above, above like center court, it's they literally like disassemble it and then take it to the side of the next Final Four
2: and reassemble it there. Well-known fact. That's uh, I'm glad that I know that. I'm better for it Mm. now.
1: Like your favorite team when it comes to that, you know, the orange. An orange team's Syracuse gonna an, an they, orange team's gonna win. They're having another this bubble final year.
2: Four. They're um, right at 500. An, couple an couple orange wins, team bad is losses. gonna win
1: this final four. By the way, like I say this all the time, Bengals. If you're gonna be these these like legit players in 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 the NFL in general, you need a better logo. It cannot be a B. Like it. it and I like it upsets me we so don't like much. The Bengals we, logo. It's a B, dude. It's a. It's just a B. They have and like it. It would be one thing if they didn't have an awesome. Lo- they have a tiger. And like you know what I mean? Like they have a tiger and the thing that's on their caps and their shirts and their polos and their hoodies and their half zips and whatever is just this B with like the stripes on it, dude. And, and the the logo at midfield it drives me so nuts. The logo at midfield is just a B. Get a freaking tiger and stretch it from from the thirty yard line to the thirty yard line. Like I'm talking you from nose to our, from snout to tail. Like I mean, it's kind of our, massive. Our,
2: yeah, if you go to our SB Nation Cincinnati Bengals site, of course it's uh, cincyjungle.com. dot com. The tiger logo on that is pretty good. Maybe that's, what that's I'm they they go and lean in that direction.
1: Just, you know, get a tiger, like put that on your caps and your shirts and everything like we don't need this beat. And you know what actually upsets me about it is every other team that has letters as their logo, like the Niners or the Packers or whatever. It's the letter of the city, like like Kansas City is the KC. It's not a C for Chiefs or or the C for Chicago, the SF. The G for Green Bay, again, like, the Green Bay didn't even have the B. You know, it's, it's just the G. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, it cannot be the letter of the mascot. You're leaving the C out of it at this point. Get a Tiger. And they have a Tiger. Like, I've seen it before. They've had a Tiger at midfield. I don't know what's up with this B. It looks dumb. It looks stupid. And it's just, like, blocky, gross-looking B. If it, if it stands for Burrow, that's fine. But if it stands but- for Bengals, I don't like it.
2: The Chiefs and Bengals matching up next week. That that uniform combo not really that ex- aesthetically pleasing, it's, isn't it? Tough to watch much, red versus orange. Yeah,
1: it's too much red and orange. We said that actually when they played. Um, I think it yeah. looks okay if the Bengals wear their black uniforms and the Chiefs wear their whites. But with the Chiefs and nah, the, in, in the that's what I'm saying, Chiefs in the red tops. That's a lot because you got the red jersey, red helmet. Um, I if the if the Bengals this way this, this can work. If they go white tops, black pants, <laughs> I, then I, I I can work with this. But I don't know what uh, the combo
2: no. is um, this week. We'll have to see.
1: Should be a good um, matchup
2: though. I'm 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 eager to see what happens here. I don't know what's going to happen.
1: Everybody, make sure to check out Airhead Pride this week. Pete is going to make a lot of chili jokes. Um, it's going to be exhausting, but
2: yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> like the spaghetti with the the meat. I don't I don't get it. Uh, you know, just give us a plate of barbecue. You know what I'm saying?
1: Um. If you have to choose, you go to an Italian restaurant. You can have spaghetti or Alfredo. Where are you going to why? Um,
2: I'll probably go spaghetti, man. I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a Sunday sauce type of fellow.
1: Mm, wow, with one meatball, like you know, you get spaghetti in the meatball. Well, some-
2: Sunday sauce is like when you. You kind of mix all different kinds of meats and you let uh, that thing simmer. That sounds horrible. Yeah, like sausage and meatball. and
1: Like they do on the in the Bronx, the streets of New York City. Yeah, I Pete mean, It's, it's like
2: a winter Sunday, winter Sunday Pete sauce. Pete Tweeney's from
1: and... Queens Boulevard, people. Put some mm-hmm. respect on his name.
2: Yeah, uh, Aquaman. Uh, shout out to uh, Vinny uh, Chase.
1: Yeah, um, Vinny Chase. This is know. Queens Boulevard. Vinny Chase, Jamar Chase. Hey, let's party. It is Victory Monday for some of us. Ah, that's true. Um, well, we have three games left. We have fantastic, outstanding coverage that is going to be coming your way all throughout the week around the Espionation NFL show. So make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sweet. I'm on Twitter at RGO Show. Subscribe to the Espionation NFL show wherever you get your podcast. Pete, the final nine million words belong to you. Make them <laughs> great. <laughs>
2: No, I, I, you know, I think, I think, let's just let's have another repeat weekend next week. Let's get two, let's get two really good repeat. I mean, there's conference title games. games. We can't repeat. Yeah, combine them into one. I'm, I'm excited. Conference title week, baby.
1: Conference title week. We'll see y'all on Monday.
2: Kansas City conference title town.
1: That's what we call it. That's dumb. Not (laughs) such a long acronym. Wow, I don't like that. CTT.
0: How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Right now, businesses are facing tough choices. Do you cut costs or drive growth? Solve for today or build for tomorrow? Do you satisfy your shareholders or satisfy your customers? The answer is yes. You don't have to choose. With the intelligent platform for digital business from ServiceNow, you can say yes to unifying your existing systems and yes to accelerating growth. Visit ServiceNow.com to see how we can help you put yes to work. The world works with ServiceNow.